Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers. Today, I'm welcoming back Meredith Callagher with uh, great joy because we're talking about copywriting and brand building on, I think, quite a profound level. And uh, so Meredith helps small business owners expand their reach and explode their sales with conversion copywriting and digital ad strategy. And today, we're talking very much the, the copy slash the whole marketing sort of background aren't we so first of all welcome back thanks for coming back on the show oh thanks so much for having me i'm happy to be here yeah so i enjoyed our last discussion so if you missed that folks so we we talked about how to create a story brand a donald miller's kind of uh, creation if you like and, and how we can really apply that in a very straightforward way to my ears but a very powerful way as well to as a sort of backbone for your e-commerce marketing but having created that meredith we've now got to actually you know take that from the theoretical you know notebook we sat down somewhere and feel very clever with ourselves about and actually interact with the customer in the real world, out in the wild. So I know you've got a nice eight-step um, process yes. here. So let's let's go through the process. So what's the first step? Right. So this is the customer's value journey that I picked up from Molly Pittman at Digital Marketer. But I've seen it written in different, maybe 10 steps, nine steps, but I like Molly's definition. So yeah, there's eight steps. And I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of go through them all. Quickly, I think they, and then we can kind of dissect. But the first is awareness. So this is when a customer becomes aware of a business. And then they engage with the business. They might read a blog post or like an Instagram post or, or yeah, or maybe respond to a tweet. So that's engage. And then they subscribe. And subscribe means they permission, they give you permission, the customer gives you the business permission to follow up with them. So they might opt into a lead magnet or give you their email address, maybe sign up for a VIP uh, list. That is subscribe. And then after they subscribe, they convert. And that's when they give us their money usually, or time. Sometimes it's that, you know, we've converted them if they give us a chunk of their time. And then they, there's excite when they get excited to work with us. They have your product and then they ascend. So ascension is getting them maybe to do more. Maybe they, a one-time purchase, but then they're going to ascend to a subscription and then they advocate for you. So maybe they give you a testimonial and finally they might promote you. They might start, maybe they're a referral partner or they talk about you on their own social media. So yeah, so those are the the eight steps. And what I find super helpful is if we, if a business has their brand story written, which I help them do, or like we talked about in the last episode, People can write their own brand story. We gave some free tools to do that. If you have that brand story and you look at where you're, cust- where you're talking to customers on this eight-step customer value, you can easily pull copy and ideas from your brand story to create marketing campaigns on the value journey. 
Does that make sense? We yeah, can get I some examples. So. Yeah, yeah, let's get some examples. But I, I just think about the journey overview. I mean, I think that's awareness, engagement, and conversion are the simple ones that are more primitive, direct response driven person that wants the numbers and, and preferably clicks, but ideally money then maybe we'll miss out on some of these psychological steps. And I think also that a lot of us, especially if you're very Amazon focused, that you can miss out on the ascend advocate and promote pieces because they feel yes. undoable. But actually, again, I would argue that, that that's too small thinking, isn't it? I mean, is that something you also find with your clients? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. it's sometimes, you know, it's actually maybe easier to get repeat business or to have people ascend once you already have a customer than to go out and find new ones. So maybe if you look at this customer journey and you're wanting to build revenue, it's smarter to invest your time and marketing dollars into the the second half of that journey, right? The excitement, the ascension, the advocate and the promote instead of going out and investing in the beginning. Yeah. And without sort of banging this too much, I think it's worth me saying to, to the majority of people if like me, you've been sort of trained by Amazon to think, get in there, sell and then move to the next one. That That's a real mindset shift. And I think that that's also to flip it on its head, a great reason to have a direct to consumer presence, even if you don't sell on it, if you have email capture and, and blogs to nurture relationship and so forth. Because uh, that enables you to do, you know, to, to find out, well, did you actually use products or stuff? Because you're never going to know on Amazon normally. So the exci- are they excited? The ascent thing is kind of impossible to do on Amazon. Yeah, you can kind of engineer it. The advocacy and promotion piece, you really got to have a relationship with them. So I think most of these steps are kind of a little bit impossible on Amazon. If you, well, I mean, the awareness piece you can get, engagement, yes. Conversion, yes. So even a subscription is not easy to get on Amazon. Yes, you've got to subscribe and save with some products. So mm-hmm. I, I think to flip it on its head, it's reasons to go to direct-to-consumer sites and, and have that as part of your you know, your mix, I guess. So let's dig into some of these, the details of this then. So yeah, I mean, maybe that, as you said, having an example of each step would be great. Maybe we can take our lady who's busy buying clothes or we could take somebody different if Martha's Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and you said something that, it's interesting because like for the Amazon piece, step four was conversions, right? So maybe someone sets up an Amazon store and they're not getting as many sales as they want. Well, you can really think about do you have an engage? Maybe you need, not everybody needs, but maybe you need an engagement piece in between awareness and conversion. And that could be, I mean, I think organic social media is a great place to engage people. And not, I don't think every, every business needs organic social media. I really don't. But if you are having trouble going from awareness to sales, that's a piece you can look at, you know? Yeah. So on the customer journey, to make people aware of you, you really want to tell them the value that your service is going to bring. So, you know, that transformation statement, if you guys caught the last podcast, we talked about writing out your brand story, but in the end, you summarize your brand story and you say, you know, I help women go from drab to fab. <laughs> that would be, I think that must have been somebody's business. But I I help women save time by having complete fabulous outfits in their closet. I keep using the word fabulous, but you really narrow that down. And that you want to shout that value statement out to as many people as possible in that awareness phase right a lot and, and by the way that 
what you've kind of done, I guess, is it, you've got to the end of the story, having gone through a long process, you've actual process, I guess, depending where you, you are in the, in, in the world, and you've kind of condensed it into one sentence. But I imagine that actually to get there takes quite a lot of work, right? So it's not just to sit down, come up with some cute phrase, and then you're done, I guess. Right. Well, that that's why... I- I suggest really writing out your whole brand story and then it's easy. You just, you do, you, yeah. you get the, and then you have the beginning and the end. Correct. I like it. And, and so you're yeah. basically cutting to the chase a bit like a Hollywood um, movie trail trailer. You get the most exciting bit. You show that in your 60 second clip and then people go, Oh, I want to see how they got to that point. How come the guy was hanging off the cliff edge or the, yeah. the guy was shooting at, at somebody. So yeah, I guess uh, that I like that, that psychologically it makes sense. And like the, the experts in getting and maintaining attention, because that's a hundred percent what they sell uh, the entertainment people. Right. I mean, they're, they're still good yeah. and they don't even get any widgets. All they sell is attention. So they're good at that. Okay, great. So we got their awareness then. So yeah. <laughs> tell me a bit more about engagement pieces as well. Yeah, and then and the engagement piece here, it's great to use the the problems that the customer has. There's two things. So we in the brand story we talked about the second thing you need to define is you know your customer has a problem, and if you can again like maybe organic social or possibly and you know print advertising or or different types of advertising if you if you can capture you know connect with that client engage with them that you that you understand them because you know they have these 18 problems that relate to their wardrobe for instance or in the kitchen you know so the problems and then the the successes the transformation that they'll make is good to in that engagement part too you know like wouldn't it be great to have you know, beautiful clothes hanging in your closet that you love to wear. That helps with engagement. Okay, great. Makes sense. And that's mm-hmm. that's a nice so we're starting to see how where where different things can slot into the customer journey. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, we're starting at the end. <laughs> I guess we kind of cut to the chase, we cut to the exciting bit in the movie, we put that at the front, the value proposition, grab them by the lapels. And yeah. then we're getting to engage by kind of going further backwards in a way to like, well, why why are we talking to you in the first place? Well, we solve this kind of problem and Okay, great. And then subscription. Obviously, that's quite a, a major piece for most of us, isn't it? Getting somebody to get an email address or, or some form of way in which you can contact them in future. I presume that what you mean by this is not getting a subscription as in a conversion of money yet. Is that right? This is more for a lead note. Right. Yeah. It really means like getting permission for the the potential customer to for you, the brand, to contact them. So like basically give them I give you my email address and I'm saying it's cool if you give me updates um, on your sales, you know, or I'm happy for to see you in my inbox. I mean, that's huge. I know I get, I've gotten more stingy and more stingy with who I will give my email address to. And here, you know, this is when in your in the brand story, we defined the business's authority and and we wrote how the business can empathize with potential customer and that's a great place to convince people to subscribe with you is to then offer maybe your authority or your you know we've been in business 27 years we were the first ones to have x y and z you know you could give testimonials here to really increase their belief that you're worth listening to yeah and by the way i like the fact that you're underlining the fact that two things first of all 
you like me and probably like the rest of the planet are getting harder and harder to get an email address off because we're also done with just huge hugely overfull inboxes or pms or whatever the medium is i'm kind of getting a bit done with facebook chat getting filled with blatant pitches for example and yeah. then you're basically also saying to counterbalance that resistance the, the authority and empathy and kind of selling things in a testimonials, which I traditionally think of as being a sales page, i.e. you're expecting to make money at the end. Right. You're kind of selling people on the idea of giving an email, for example. Is mm -hmm. that right? Is, is that the thinking? That's right. Yeah. And often, so sometimes this is like the next resort. You know, of course, you're going to tell people the value that they offer them and then say, have your call to action, like on a website. If we're, what I suggest is always above the fold is, you know, your customer transformation statement, and then basically, and then your call to action, and then buy here. Because there's some people that that's going to be enough for, right? But then maybe you didn't convince some people to, to click that call to action button. So then you want to engage them. And then, you know, you're always going to have your call to action there. So it's available, but maybe they're still not ready to buy. So then you're going to invite them to subscribe with you, right? And that's when you're going to, um, Tell them more about how you empathize with them and what your authority is, why they should listen to you. Yeah. And that's probably mm -hmm. the missing piece from the mentality of a lot of Amazon sellers, because obviously when you're paying for Amazon ads, for example, on the one hand, the downside is it costs a lot of money. On the upside is they're there to shop and buy. And that's really mm -hmm. not necessarily the case in the rest of the Internet, I guess, you know, particularly yeah. if you're interrupting them on Facebook and browsing social media. If they come to your site, in theory, they might be in the mood to buy, but then you've got to win their trust because they don't know who on earth you are in most cases. Um, right. Unless you are Amazon. <laughs> if Jeff Bezos is listening, I guess he doesn't need the help. So, <laughs> yeah, so I like the fact you've got some alternatives. You can say buy now if you're ready. But if you're not, then let me tell you why you should subscribe now. So that's that's exactly that's nice. yeah. you're making the most of that opportunity. Right. Um, so yeah. then, yeah, so you'd engage with them. You'd invite them to subscribe. Then here he said they said that when someone subscribed, then they are, they are likely to convert. Like that's the next step. If you've gotten them, if they've engaged with you, if they've subscribed then here you would, they would be likely to convert. If in the brand story, because we were going to keep how you would use that, maybe maybe they need a little more than the CTA, which is like click this button to buy. So this could be where you explain the process a bit more. You know, maybe you just write it out. You're going to click this button and you're going to order, you know, a pants and a jacket and a shirt and we're going to ship it all to you. And if you don't like it, you're going to send it back for a different size and then, you, you know, you could give them more information here from your brand story to get that conversion. I think people underestimate, we mentioned the, the story brand, you know, creation bit, that it's the silly little things that become the big things that stop people buying, particularly if they've never heard of your company. The fact that you might have a, a guarantee. So I was talking this morning with one of my clients who's a Shopify store owner, and he was saying, I was saying, look, if you're going to offer 24-hour shipping and it's only going to be successful nine times out of ten you might want to flip it on that on its head because you've got to think about over you know under promising and over delivering but on the other hand you've got to articulate your promise as well so you know what is the situation if um, i'm ordering from a shopify site i'd be thinking the same thing okay i've ordered 24-hour delivery before but what if it is running a bit late how do mm -hmm. i deal with that will you take it back will you just pause that can i cancel like i did something on amazon the other day which unusually shockingly for me as an amazon consumer was going to come next week when my wife and i are going to be away on holiday so i went back and i cancelled it and i knew that i could 
and so it was no big drama. I, I would have the question for a Shopify store right now. Can I do that with you? Or is it going to just turn up and then be stolen by my neighbours? Right. So th these silly things, right? And there's a lot that can go into this stuff. I mean, how do we deal elegantly with all the possibilities that people might have for not? How do we deal with the possibilities? Of I like an FAQ section to in really, if you flesh out your process, I mean, you know, in your brand story, then I think try to form them into question and answers. So people really, can, you know, I think if you plan and get creative and try to put yourself in your customer's shoe, um, customer's shoes, not one shoe, then I think if FAQ section is a great place to, to deal with that. Yeah, sounds good to me. Excellent, mm -hmm. nice, simple solution, but but often missing <laughs> from the sites that I browse. Mm -hmm. And then the Excite piece, that sounds kind of fun and a little bit yeah. different from just a conversion. How does that work? And it is missed, and it's really a great place for to get repeat business, you know, and to lead people into um, Ascension and then advocating and promoting. So you get free marketing if your customers start marketing for you. But to do that, you've got to get them excited. And you would use the successes from our brand story in this part. So we, you know, when we were writing the brand story, I really wanted you to, to brain dump really every tiny, every success that might come with someone buying this shirt from you, you know, and, and, and then you use that in this piece. And how you could use that is, you know, in a follow-up email after they buy. And or I like when my I've got teenage three teenagers, but two teenage girls that like to order clothes online. And a few times there's a little card in there that says, you know, put the shirt on, tag me on Instagram, and we can't wait to see. How you look and just them wanting to see how my daughter looks in the shirt makes her excited but then the idea that they might share her photo is awesome you know for her and so that gets her excited it's also it could be like it could be youtube video on how to use the product once they get it yeah there's so many different things they could get you could get include a t-shirt if you had that in your budget with your brand and surprise some customers with a free t-shirt with your business name on there and you know you could pull from your brand story to figure out what words might be interesting to your ideal customer to put on a t-shirt for instance nice yeah i like mm -hmm. this uh, idea of, of it's funny isn't it on the one hand giving asking for somebody's email feels like an ask and a take taking away somehow almost yeah and yet offering to share somebody using your whole product <laughs> yeah kind of for the right demographic it wouldn't really work for me but actually i can imagine a context in which it would like if, if i were if someone were running a, a business conference and they said get your photo taken with richard branson i'd be like i'm absolutely in there and of course that would yeah. be amazing marketing for them so i can see how actually using the products but getting a sort of bit of instagram fame could be sold as a, as a kind of real give to a consumer even though it's actually super smart way of getting user generated content I'm, i guess i'm too marketing oriented to see that as a plus but i'm not a teenage girl so i guess that I'm um, the wrong wrong generation. So that's very, very interesting. I like that. Yeah. I think cool. I think that like for me, I if you appealed to if the business appealed, hey, we're a small business, we would love your help. Like just literally asking me to help them market. So if you would share this on your Instagram account to help us grow, 
that's all I need to hear to share it on my Instagram. Like I'm happy to help people grow, especially if I like the product, you know? So, and if you can go to your brand story, if I'm your ideal customer and see what I'm looking for, like what you identified and then, you know, really speak to me when you ask me to share it. I mean, I yeah. guess like I'm just such not an, an Instagram user. So yeah. I guess that's why it doesn't resonate. But, but yeah, yeah that's, that's just a great thought. And I think again, regardless of sales channel, this is, feels very doable to me, regardless of where it's sold. If it's sold on Amazon, you can still sell you, the idea of Instagram. You can send them a YouTube video to see how to use it. As long as you don't do it on your product listing, that would obviously be suicidal for your Amazon account. Right. Um, you can include a T-shirt if you're selling a substantial model that, uh, that has a good enough profit margin in it. I mean, all of these things right. are very doable and very different to what everyone else is asking, which is like, hi, give me a review on Amazon, which is so dull. That nobody mm -hmm. kind of sees it anymore. I can't get review request blindness, I guess, you know. Yeah. Important as it beyond a certain amount, it's not going to help your brand stand out. It's a kind of basic you want there, but it's not very exciting to use that word. So that's a good, even the word excite okay, is a good litmus test. Is this exciting or is this just boring? Yeah. And uh, I fear that I've tended in the boring um, direction. I'm <laughs> not the only one. So tell me about Ascend. That sounds even better. It sounds like sort of heavenly choirs are singing at this point with your products. I mean, how do we get right. that? Well, I think that this is, you know, I think that if we're using our brand story, so Ascend would mean they're going to buy more from it. They're going to spend more money with us, right? Maybe they're going to go from one shirt to the whole product line. If there's 10, 10 pieces in that, that line that match or or like we said, or they, they bought it once, but we want them to subscribe. And to get someone to ascend, you know, spend more with us, I think you really talk about the, the successes that they, you know, reinforce the successes that they've had uh, with your product. You could, this is might be a great place, like, aren't you glad you could talk about, you know, the, the failures they avoided? Or like you said, like what the cost of business is if they don't work with you. You can mention that here like and, and help them move up. Like, aren't you glad that you didn't have to spend 30 minutes in your closet last week before you went out on Saturday night and you had this fabulous shirt to wear? Wouldn't you like um, that to happen every day of your life? We've got business wardrobe too. You know, like we've got work clothes as well. So, yeah. So that's where we could pull from. Yeah, and also that feels to me like a natural place to call on some testimonials because it, 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 when people are obviously trying to get you to, you know, ascend or subscribe to more or buy more stuff or buy more expensive stuff, then it's obvious where they're going with it. Whereas if you still know that they're going there if they mention four or five or six people that you can identify with, but it feels a lot more, there's a lot more identity, I guess, there, isn't it? So I feel like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. like that person. I'm also a realtor or a real estate agent or whatever you want to call it. And, and, she's done that and i could be that person so it strikes me that would be a lovely place to put in the testimonials as well if you have them yes another thing you basically you can kind of repurpose amazon reviews by the way if that's all you've got i'm just saying that that's actually quite useful as long as you're For sure. right i'm not a copyright lawyer so how that works with amazon i don't know <laughs> but i'm sure you can i was it. i don't i'm not sure yeah no i mean yeah no. <laughs> i i never get legal advice on the podcast right. so then the final thing step seven uh, an advocate and step seven step eight and is eight. a promotion for you it's interesting those are separated i mean why why is that separate and, and what is the distinction between these two stages i think that advocate is is in my mind, promote is actually almost somebody working for getting value back for the, and this is, this is my guess, but where they might be a referral partner to you, they might actually get 
you might, they might decide to help you because there's going to be value in it for them. And the, and that's great to have brand ambassadors, right? For you, like you would like, maybe if you're growing, I mean, not everybody, but some people would like that to have promoters. And then advocates are people that um, basically don't get compensated or for sharing how much they love your company. The harder bit feels like getting an advocate, actually, because I mean, once they're at the point where you're going to prepare to so. sell them or give them free stuff, like, you know, appear on your Instagram feed with 100,000 small business owners who are women, then we'll give you free business outfits. That, that's a little bit of an easier sell, isn't it? I guess getting somebody to to share without being compensated. So what's the art there or, or what? how does the story brand feed into that? I think it, the, the biggest piece is to not forget the excitement piece. Like, and that a lot of people do that. Just like you said, they go from conversion to, can I have your testimonial now? And you're more likely to get that testimonial or to get that share on um, social media, maybe, if you do something to build the excitement. And it might just be like um, a really nice delivery package, you know, with a pretty sticker that that when you look at your brand story and you see your customer and you see, you know, what she doesn't like and what she likes, like a really thoughtfully delivered package, that could be enough excitement to then then get to have an advocate, you know? Yeah. And by the way, I, I think it's just always mind blowing to me how substance is so unimportant sometimes i mean my wife's had sort of packages sent and she's a person who shops a lot online and uh, yeah. i'm always fascinated to be living with myself you know something of a customer avatar as a as an yeah. marketing myself and one of the things i've noticed that if you package things up in the right way and you sell it as a thing then the actual substance in certain packages is just so laughably small i look at it and my my brain is just being typical cynical numbers driven entrepreneur which is like oh my god the profit margin on this must be amazing it's basically yeah. a cardboard box that looks really pretty with very very little stuff in it that looks quite cheap to me and she's loving it and i'm like wow that's a bit of genius so i think there's a lot in this this thoughtfully packaged sort of unboxing experience that people talk about it's easy yeah. to say but i think mm -hmm. engineering that I've, I've seen that you know firsthand that that's pretty powerful actually Mm -hmm. I think so. And I think, I think you're right. I think that, that getting an advocate might be more challenging, but the difference, but the, the parts of the brand story we use, you know, would be the end of the brand story, really like, you know, like what, are, what have we transformed this customer? Like what feelings does she feel when she opens this pretty package or whatever? But to get a promoter, we actually might go back to the beginning of the brand story and talk about, the problems that you're going to help solve, like, hey, you should you should promote for my business, and you can say different reasons. But remember, we help people that you know, women that don't have any time to put outfits together, to that have work hard and you know only want to have ten things in their closet, whatever. We help those people. You might be appealing to someone that wants to promote for your business if, if you explain to them the people that they'll be helping if they help sell for you i think that that's where you lock in a promoter you know or one of the ways and then but to lock in an advocate you've got to give them more of the, the shiny stuff the yeah okay mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so so in a way you're the advocates about the end of the story the transformation and then the the, the actual brand ambassadors they're kind of buying into your mission almost as a sort of business mission right and i guess that, i think so 
if they're getting paid, but they feel good about themselves for doing, well, I say but, and they feel good about themselves for doing so, I guess that, that strikes as a bit like the sort of way that traditionally, what do you call it, multi-level marketing things have worked anywhere from yeah. where back in maybe the, I don't know, 60s, 70s, all the way through Avon cosmetics and stuff like that. I mean, this, this is not a new thought, but it's not often done in the digital marketing world in my experience. So uh, I guess that, you know, you're bringing back some, some things that may have resonances from before the internet. So Look, Mary, this is fascinating stuff. We could talk all day, but I, I don't want to sort of blow people's brains. We've given them eight steps to absorb. So I wonder if you would just be kind enough to just run over the overview of that customer journey and, and the, those, you know, the eight steps. And then we'll yes. give people the, Perfect. Yeah, they are awareness, aware. Second is engage. Third, subscribe. Fourth, convert. Fifth, excite. Sixth, ascend seven advocate and eight promote like it yeah and those a lot of those are hmm, more people oriented psychologically driven words than than a lot of digital marketers often think so i think it's really healthy to step away from the computer and just remind yourself that at the other side of the computer at the other end of the internet whether it's a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand miles away is a human being buying and i think you've really reconnected me with that i really like this this is great work it's it's very conceptually strong but it's also very concrete and that's a great combo so this is powerful stuff meredith thank you so much for sharing it i know that you obviously as well as advising people for free on podcasts can work with people to advise them or write their their stuff so tell us a tiny bit about how you work in your agency work Right. So just a reminder that we did provide a free tool that you'll link to that people could write their own brand story. And that's actually Donna Miller's tool. By the way, sorry, just to give the URL for that amazing FBA.com forward slash story brand amazing FBA.com forward slash story brand. That's where that's going to live. And and there will, and there will also, I'll also provide just a little cheat sheet of the, we'll, we'll have the eight customer value journey steps that we just went over and i'll give examples of how you can use your brand story in each of those steps sort of a cheat sheet from this podcast episode but to me so what people hire me to do is sometimes they don't want to write their own brand story or they really what starts is they need website copy so i but when people come to me for website copy we start with their brand story and we write their brand story we spend a little time discussing it. i have a bunch of questions i basically interview them i write the brand story they approve it and then i drop it into their website that's really that's where the conversion copywriting so it's a well thought out if someone came so this would be off of amazon if someone came to your direct-to-consumer website we would i would suggest how you take them through the flow of your website to get a sale, you know? And then, yeah, so if people hire me to do that, I could write email series for you. You just go to my website and we book a discovery call and I jump on for like 15 to 30 minutes and we talk about your business and your copywriting needs. And then I tell you how I could help you. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds very good. And it's mm-hmm. Meredith Callat. You better spell this out because okay. you like me, you have a, a, a name that's going to be a challenge. <laughs> yes. Well, well, and we'll put a link on your the URL on your website. But it okay. is yeah. Meredith Callaher is Meredith M E R E D I T H Callaher K A L L A H E R dot com. 
Yeah, Great. Um, yes, we'll, we'll also, I guess people can go and use the, get the uh, the freebie, what do you call it? <laughs> the, the, the free report or whatever we're calling it. In fact, the links to StoryBrand and your cheat sheet, which is, sounds enormously helpful at amazingfba.com forward slash StoryBrand. So that's the easy starting point. Get the cheat yeah. sheet. And then you'll be connected with them. Presumably you'll be sending them emails as a beautiful example of building engagement as well. Having got them to subscribe at whichever step that was. Uh, step Number three. three. Yes. That's the yeah. Way. So, so great framework. I really like this uh, a lot. I think I'm. I know that this is really good because I'm very tempted to go away and, and get cracking with using this myself, which is always a good sign that this feels That's very it. actionable. So, really good content. I like it a lot, and and it's got a blend of the sophisticated and the simple that is really nice. I mean, some stuff that's really important is really complicated. Right. This right. feels very doable. So that's a nice feeling that you've managed to communicate as well. So final thing to say for me is just to to say a big thank you. Really, really great content, really great stuff for us to go and you know get stuck into and build a real brand. I'm so pleased that you liked it. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much for mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Bye, Michael. Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found this show helpful. We've run interactive small group masterminds for six and seven figure Amazon sellers since September 2017. Members report things like I couldn't have done it without you and find each other a great resource, particularly in challenging times. Our biggest seller to date has broken through the eight figures a year mark in 2020. Members of the 10K Collective Mastermind are not newcomers. They sell private label or custom products on Amazon and they make a minimum of about $350,000 a year or £300,000 a year in revenue. In most cases, much higher than that. We're currently running both online and offline versions of the Mastermind. To find out more about that, go to www.theamazonmastermind.com. That's theamazonmastermind.com. Thank you very much for listening to the show.